In sports betting, the holy grail for any gambler is the big parlay. It's the quickest way to make a ton of money, and that is what we're going to do here every single week. I'm Chris Horwoodell, and this is my quest for unimaginable riches through impractical odds. Welcome to In Pursuit of a Parlay. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay Season 2, Episode 15, and I, as always, am your host, Chris Horwoodell. We've got an interesting weekend of football ahead of us, and that's why we're getting this one out a little bit early, starting with a Friday night game, because I think it's a lock. As always, we have BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of us and on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, and by the way, thank you so much for the continued support, thank you so much for the support on YouTube. The channel's growing like crazy. Thank you for the support through Spotify and other podcast platforms. We could not be happier with where we are, and it is all at the end of the day because of you. So let's do what we can for you and give you some good picks this week. Like I said, starting tonight, Friday night in Las Vegas. A little college football action. Number 11, Utah takes on number four, USC. We're showing it's about a coin flip who wins this one outright which is an interesting number for the Utes they're nine and three second place in the pac 12 and they have an interesting offense they've got the 10th best rushing offense in the nation 220 yards per game headlined by future nfl running back tavion thomas also, Dalton Kincaid, a tight end with professional aspirations in the lineup as well, and Cam Rising, their quarterback, who may get late-round flyers or should be invited to training camps. There, the point I'm making here is there's a lot of talent on this Utah offense. For USC, we're led by the Heisman Trophy favorite, Caleb Williams, 3,712 yards passing, 34 touchdowns. USC is a passing team first and foremost, and they're going to put the ball in the end zone. 322.6 yards per game passing, 42.5 points per game, which is good for third in the nation, sixth for passing. The team's also got wide receiver Jordan Addison, who's a first-round pick, and running back Travis Dye, who has been extraordinarily productive for the Trojans this season. We're showing that USC is going to cover this this three-point line here about 79% of the time. And I got to tell you, I could not agree more. Feels right to me, and that is where we're going. USC minus three to start the day. Pick number one of our parlay. Now let's go to Saturday. Another interesting game, 12 o'clock start, and we have a little bit smaller screen today. Uh because of people were asking. I'd like to see a little bit more, and uh, so here it is. You'll notice the magnification on the screen is a, is a little bit less than it has been in the past. Saturday at noon, another top 10 matchup. Number 10, Kansas State. Number 3, TCU. Again, basically a coin flip for who wins this one. K-State, 9-3, second in the Big 12, and they were a running team. 210 yards rushing per game, good for 17th in the entire college football world. Good offense, 33.4 points per game, and a pretty terrible defense, to be quite frank. 
uh, which is immensely not true. Very good defense, 19.4 points per game. I don't know why this is listed the way it is. Confused me for a moment, but giving up only 19.4 points per game. Kansas State is, of course, a defensive team. Uh, Adrian Martinez, a Nebraska transfer quarterback, and running back Deuce Vaughn. 245 carries, 7 scores, 1,295 yards on the ground. <clears throat> For TCU, we are talking about a powerhouse of an offense and one of the best teams in the nation in terms of scoring the football, led by Max Dugan, the Heisman-ish trophy uh, candidate, 3,070 yards and... 29 touchdowns on the season for Dugan. The team's 12-0, undefeated, first place in the Big 12, and they are just looking to put this K-State team away and make their way into the college football playoffs, where they would have a chance to do some damage. Because like I said, they can score the ball 41.3 points per game, and they're not just a passing team. But you do have a future, future top 10, top 15 pick at wide receiver in Quinton Johnson. We've got uh, Kendra Miller at running back, 1,260 yards, 16 touchdowns. These guys can get in the end zone. We're showing TCU is going to cover the one and a half about 63% of the time. And in a situation like this, when we're looking at minus 110 versus minus 125 at Bavada, there is very little reason to take the 110. We can play it safe and... We'll take K. Uh, we'll take the TCU money line minus 125. It's going to take our parlay now two picks in, up to plus 251. Two more college football games, <clears throat> and these ones we're just looking to get wins here. Uh, we're not we're not trying to break the bank this week. We're just looking to get wins, and that's going to be our strategy for some of these college games. Number 14 LSU, number one Georgia. We're showing that Georgia's going to win this one about 83% of the time, but it is. A gigantic line, as you see right here. Minus 17 and half at Bavada. Huge, huge number for a game of this magnitude. LSU is 9-3, first place in the SEC West, and Jaden Daniels has been good for them. He's been their leading passer, quarterback, 2,566 uh, yards, 12 scores, and their leading rusher. 100, um, 174 carries, 824 yards, and another 11 scores. Malik Neighbors, the top receiver, 58 catches. Only one score. Only one score. A better rushing team than passing team, though. Both are pretty good. 36th in the nation in rushing at 192.1 per game. 38th in uh, points scored, 32.7. For Georgia, we're talking about the number one team in the country. Talking about another undefeated team here, 12-0, first place in the SEC East. Stetson Bennett, the capable game manager at quarterback, 3,151 yards, 16 scores. Kenny McIntosh at running back, and uh, future absolute superstar Brock Bowers at, at tight end, 645 yards, 5 scores. This team's all about the defense. They only give up 11.3 points per game. It's... That's an absurdly low number, especially given what they lost to the NFL last year. In addition to that, number 12 nationally in points four at 38.3. Very good combination if you could put it together. Top 12 points for number one points against. It's going to make you the favorite in a whole lot of ball games, and uh, that one here as well. But I don't think we can get behind this 
17 and a half. I do think there may be something to be said about the the under here, though that LSU offense can score 32.5 points per game. George is holding people to 11. That's tough, but we're going to stay away from it. Play it safe, Georgia money line minus 900 at Bavada. And that is going to represent our third pick of the parlay, which takes the number up to plus 290 through three. One last college football game. We're looking at the Big Ten Championship. Oh, this is not the world's most exciting matchup. The first time we're seeing an unranked team get their way in. And we're talking, about, of course, about Purdue and Michigan. Michigan, the number two ranked team in the country. Purdue unranked. Sean Michigan's going to win this one out right about nine times out of ten. Purdue is eight and four, first place in the Big Ten West, and uh, basically led by their quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. Steady, 22 touchdowns, 3,124 yards, and breakout wide receiver Charlie Jones, just under 1,200 yards receiving on 97 catches, 12 scores this year. Just outside the top 20 in terms of total uh, passing offense, 280.7 per game. Mediocre points for, better than average points against, 23.1 is 41st in the nation, but they face a daunting matchup in the number two ranked Michigan Wolverines coming off a gigantic win, 22 points over Ohio State last week, previously the number two ranked team. Michigan's our final unranked team, we're going to, uh, unranked, undefeated team we're talking about today, 12-0, first place in the Big Ten East, and just an absolute powerhouse. Now, they will not have running back Blake Corum, who is uh, shut the season down because of a surgery, but still this rushing offense, which includes quarterback J.J. McCarthy, is a dominant one. Fifth in the nation, 244.5 points per game. They are number seven in the nation. This is almost as good as Georgia. Number seven in the nation in points for 39.8, and number three in the nation, 12.7 per game they give up. And uh, that's good. Like I said, third in the nation. Great offense, great defense. Not a great opportunity for Purdue. We're showing Michigan is going to cover this one an astronomical 95% of the time. And again, we're not talking about small lines here. It's not quite what that Georgia LSU game was, but it's close. Minus 16 and a half at Bavada here. And it was just, I can't get behind it. It's, it's too many points. I, I think Michigan probably does cover, but uh, yeah, let's, you know what? We're gonna go for the gust, gusto here. We're going to take the Michigan cover. We're going to go instead of that minus 850 for the money line, we're going to go minus 110 to get minus 16 and a half at Bavada, which will take our parlay. Now, four picks in and having completed college football up to plus 645. We will now turn our attention to the National Football League in just one moment. Interesting game up first. I think football fans have been waiting for this one since the schedule was announced. The Cleveland Browns had Houston, Texas, along with quarterback Deshaun Watson, now back from his suspension take on his former team, the Houston Texans, and we're showing the Cleveland's going to win this one about three times out of four. The Browns are four and seven. They're coming off a good win over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last week. And uh, to this point, they have been the Nick Chubb offense. 
though Jacoby Brissett, to his defense, has been a better than average uh, starting quarterback in the NFL. They're 15th in the NFL in passing, 225, uh, 222.5. However, fifth in rushing yards, 154.4, thanks to Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and the gang. Just outside the top 10 in points per game at 23.9. But this, this team is going to change completely this weekend. Houston's a mess. 1-9-1, fourth place in the AFC South. They are on a six-game losing streak, including just getting decimated by the Dolphins last week. I believe it was 30 to nothing at halftime. The quarterback's now Kyle Allen. I don't know what they're good at. They're really nothing. This is just a very, very bad Houston team, and that represents itself in the fact that we're showing Cleveland's going to cover this one about 70% of the time. I feel good about that. Browns minus 7, minus 110 at Bavada, and that is going to take our parlay now 5 picks in up to plus 1323. Our next game, right here, the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Packers almost pulled it off last week. We're showing they're going to win this one about two-thirds of the time. They should have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, although for his health, maybe they shouldn't have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. They're 4-8. They're in third place in the NFC North. Uh, what? Five games behind Minnesota. That's exactly how we all thought the season was going to go, right? Rodgers, that, that finger injury is a problem for him. There's no question about that, though. Jordan Love looked really good in relief of Rodgers last week. The Bears are also just a mess. There's, there's questions about whether Justin Fields will play this weekend, though he has been a full participant in practice, so he's trending in the direction of playing for sure. Their defense, you know, they traded Robert Quinn, they traded uh, Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, their star safety, is out for the season with a foot injury. They're a great running team, 192 per game, which is first in the NFL. But with Justin Fields banged up, don't know if I can feel comfortable with that. We're showing Green Bay is going to cover this one about 85% of the time, the three and a half, so that is where we're going to land. Minus three and a half, minus 105 at Bavada. And that takes our parlay now. Six of eight picks in up to plus 26.79. Good numbers. Good numbers, and we haven't really gone out on a giant limb here yet. Next game, the Jacksonville Jaguars head to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. It's nice to see somebody but Buffalo playing in Detroit this week. We're showing uh, the Lions one-point favorites at home. And uh, it's really a coin flip for who wins this game. Jacksonville's 4-7, and seven, coming off of a good win over the Ravens last week and maybe quarterback Trevor Lawrence's best game as a pro. Travis Etienne looks like he's going to be good to go versus the Lions defense this week. And that is a, a boon for him. The Jaguars are a top 13 passing team, 229.1 per game, and a top 10 rushing team, 9 overall, 130.4 points per game. Average in points scored, slightly below average in points against. But again, they've won two out of the last three and uh, are certainly trending in the right direction. The Lions are 4-7. and seven. Up until this past weekend, where I really could have won that game, which, by the way, good for second in the NFC North, that 4-7, and seven, uh, tied with, well, one game above Green Bay because they've played one less game at this point. Up until a game last weekend where they really could have beat the Bills, uh, they're coming off a three-game winning streak, wins over the Packers, Bears, and Giants. And I feel good about this one. You have to feel good about this offense. 12th in the NFL passing yards per game, 23.5. 10th in uh, rushing yards, 129.5. Top 8 offense, 
25 points per game and the absolute worst defense in all of professional football 28.2 points per game giving up I like it uh Jamison Williams is back in practice I think that's going to give them a little punch even if he's not in the lineup this week we're showing Jacksonville covers this one slightly more than not but that is not where I'm going we're going to take, we're going to take the uh, Detroit Lions, minus one, minus one, ten at Bavada, and that is going to take our parlay, now seven of eight picks, in all the way up to plus 5,204. Our final game of the week. Oh, going to end with a whimper, not with a bang. The Indianapolis Colts head to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. Just utterly awful games on uh, on Sunday and Monday night this week. We're showing Dallas is going to win this one about 88% of the time outright. Indy's 4-7. and seven. They're on a two-game losing streak after that that new coach bump that they got when they hired Jeff Saturday. Also could be called the Las Vegas Raiders bump where they beat the Raiders three weeks ago. But barely. They're in second place in the AFC South at 4-7 and seven and only three games back, which is not a good division. It's not a good division. Matt Ryan's back at quarterback, which at least gives them a competent passing game, 219.1 yards per game, though that includes a couple of uh, starts by Sam Ellinger. Pretty terrible rushing offense, though Jonathan Taylor has looked a little bit better of late. They cannot score the football, but they are 11th in the NFL in points against, giving up only 20.3 points per game. The Dallas Cowboys are 8-3. They find themselves in second place in the NFCs behind the 10-1. Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas is on a two-game winning streak and has won four of their last five. Since Dak's come back, this offense has looked a lot better, though the ascension of Tony Pollard has really been the story of this season. You do have to wonder uh, how long it's going to be until Odell Beckham Jr. may be in the lineup for Big Blue. Dallas has got the seventh best offense in the NFL, 25.4 points per game, and the second best defense, giving up a scant 17 points per game. We're showing Dallas is going to win this one about 95% of the time. I'm going to cover this one about 95% of the time. It's a big line, though. It's minus 10 and a half. I don't know that I can get there. I feel good about the picks we've had. So we're going to just go minus 600 at Bavada for our final pick in this parlay. And that is uh, it's going to take the whole thing up to, as you see on the screen, plus 6,089 for the week. All right. So that's it. Thank you so much for tuning back in, whether it's on YouTube, and thank you for your support. Comment, like, subscribe, do all of the relevant things so you don't miss an episode. Uh, feel free to reach out in the comments. Be part of the show. Thank you so much for all your support. I've been Chris Wardell, and this has been another episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay. We'll see you next time.